Welcome to the Internet History Podcast. I'm your host, Brian McCullough. As some of you have noticed, I've been trying to expand our scope just a little bit uh, in this podcast so that we can cover contemporary companies and technologies as well as historical ones. This is not to say that I'm abandoning the historical focus of the show. Um, We have episodes with the inventor of podcasting and um, a a pioneer of the CD-ROM era coming in subsequent weeks. But basically, I don't want to have to wait for things to become historical, in quotes, before getting a chance to analyze them here. We did this a few weeks ago when we took a look at SoundCloud. And we're going to continue that today with a look at an up-and-coming company, Giphy. So please enjoy this conversation with journalist Nicole Laporte, who recently profiled Giphy for Fast Company magazine. Nicole Laporte, thanks for coming on the Internet History Podcast. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. So I uh, wanted to talk to you about your great article in Fast Company um, called In Six Seconds, Jiffy Could Be Making Billions. And actually, this is sort of a hack first question, but I need to do it. Uh, How do they pronounce it? Is it Giffy or Jiffy? I was just going to correct you, and uh-huh. don't take it personally. Yes. It is it is actually still up for debate, but mm. the authority, the official pronunciation is uh, Giffy, so it's a hard G. But just uh, the GIF itself. I mean, for a long, when these originated quite a while ago, like in the '90s or something, mm. they were originally called GIFs, mm-hmm. and then at some point it turned to GIF. So it is a totally valid question, but uh, the, the hard G. It's, it's Giffy. All right. So, well, I mean, that makes sense because there's Jiffy peanut butter. So I suppose they might. Yeah, we do not want to confuse. Yeah, we don't want brands to overlap. Definitely. Well, uh, all right. Because this was a company that was sort of amorphous to me before I read this article. Like, tell tell us just a little bit about um, what Giffy does, like even from not not the business angle, but like as if I'm a user, what am I using Giffy for? So Giphy is basically the preeminent company or brand that 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 trades in gifts. And gifts are these little I'm sure you've seen them or been sent them over email or you know in text messaging, but they're these little 3-second loops of video that are, you know, someone shrugging or giving a high five or rolling their eyes. It could be a gif you know, Giphy does a lot of these, um, you know, uses a lot of entertainment content. So it could be a really funny Simpsons clip of Bart doing something, you know, funny or sarcastic. So it's, so it's these tiny little clips of video. They're typically three seconds long and people use them to communicate. Um, they send them in text. They send them over email, you know, instead of, uh, you know, sending an email back saying, great, after you just set up a time for a call, you could be much more amusing and search through Giphy, which is basically, I should back up and say, so it's, it's basically a search engine mm-hmm. um, that has all of these millions of GIFs on it. So you can go on to Giphy.com and you can search for LOL or you can search for thanks or thumbs up or eye roll and then scroll through many, many, many of these and find the one you want and send it to, you know, a coworker or a friend or whatever. And they also create something called the Giphy keyboard that you can um, 
upload onto your phone and then you can kind of talk while you're messaging you can toggle onto that keyboard and search and scroll for gifts that way and then just easily you know send them on your ims uh, you know through iMessage so it's it's a means of communication and 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 i needless to say it's it's most popular with with the young folks mm-hmm. i will say uh aging myself um so you know i think you know 20 somethings and younger are just doing this all day long um you know i i i find the older you know, older than that, it's 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 less a routine thing. But um, but yeah, so that that's what Giphy does. Is there a uh, is there a creation component as well? Can I use them to to create new gifts? Yeah, they actually have a tool. They have a Giphy camera, so you can create your own gifts. I have not used it, so I cannot walk you through this. But um, but yeah, they they created a tool to to make them yourself. And a lot of I mean, it's actually interesting. A lot of the gifts on their site are user generated. And in fact, I talked to um, someone at Bravo, you know, the company behind the Real Housewives franchise. And I was, you know, and and that show people, you know, there are tons and tons and tons of Real Housewives gifts because the show lends itself so well to these kind of, you know, reaction shots and eye rolls and bitchy takedowns and whatnot. And um, yeah, the executive there told me every single gift Real Housewives GIF on Giphy is actually created by users. So, yeah, people kind of will watch TV shows and, like, start uploading and creating these GIFs in real time and get them on the site or, you know, watching the Emmys or, or watching, you know, a live event, and they'll just create them themselves. So, yeah, you, you can actually do it yourself. Well, so what really blew me away is, you know, a couple data points from, from your piece is that um, apparently 300 million people see a gift from Giphy every single day, which is triple from, from December 2016, and that um, there are more than 2 billion gifts shared a day across Giphy through its its many platforms, which we'll get into a second about how they distribute across like Facebook, Twitter, and all that stuff. Um, uh-huh. And they, they're valued by investors at 600 million, and I don't know, they've got dozens and dozens of employees. Um, so like this is quietly out of nowhere, like sort of a huge deal in, in social media, but also in advertising that we'll get into. Do you, do, what, what's the story of like the, the, the foundation of the company, the founding idea? It's um, uh, Alex Chung and uh, Adam Liebenson. Uh, do they have, yeah. do they have tech or, or advertising backgrounds or both? Yeah, kind of both. They're interesting. They, um, they, you know, they're, and I kind of make this point in the piece, they're not your typical startup, you know, 20 something dropped out of college, you know, kind of wildly arrogant and going to go, you know, change the world overnight. I mean, they're, they're older. They're, you know, I mean, not that old, they're early forties. Um, and they've been around the block. I mean, Alex, the, the co-founder, worked at Viacom for a long time and music licensing. And that's where he really sort of, I think, absorbed entertainment and the value of entertainment. And then Adam worked in advertising for a long time. So they, they're sort of interesting in that it is a startup. It's a very young company. It's four years old, but both, you know, the guys running it have been around and have really thought um, very methodically, I think, about what the company is about, where it's going. And, you know, we can get into this, but how they've built it has been very, very thought out and um and again yeah just very methodical but yeah they've had experience i think alex 
um, at one point, you know, decided to be an entrepreneur and, and, and started a Facebook like social media platform. And, you know, uh, you quickly realize that if you're not Facebook, it's, it's probably not worth doing this. Um, and then he turned to Giphy. So yeah, very experienced. And again, not the typical, you know, young Snapchat type, you know, evolution story that, that, you know, happened, you know, super early in their twenties and, and quickly overnight again, older, a little bit older and more, I guess more mature, I'd say, um, leaders who, who have a lot of experience. Well, to, to get into the, the methodical, as you say, um, strategy here. So I, I think they're, they're founded or launched what, four years ago or something like that. Yeah. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. And they, um, and they essentially start by, by doing what is again, not the typical way of, of, they ask for permission first. They start by going platform to platform, trying to, you know, Facebook initially didn't support gifts, um, but they're, they're, they're trying to seed around this distribution. But then they're also going to the rights holders first, too, um, to, mm-hmm. to, to nail down. Talk a little bit about that, because since they do this first, they're actually able to get the rights holders to play ball because they're not a major force when they start talking to the Hollywood people. Yeah, yeah. And the way they described it to me, and um, I don't remember if this quote actually made it in, but they talked about it as a ladder. And they sort of realized very quickly that there's content and there's distribution. And it's sort of a ladder that you have to keep building. And the more content you get, the more distribution you can get. Because, you know, if you can go to Facebook and Twitter or whoever and say, hey, we've got Broad City, we've got this HBO show, we've got the Simpsons, you know, the distribution folks are going to be happy. And then you go back to the content folks and you say, Hey, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter and they're happy. So they talked, they, they just realized very early that that was a strategy that that those two forces, they had to kind of keep going back and forth between the content and the distribution and, and that the more they could get of one, they could then get more of the other. Um, and so, yeah. And, and the other thing is, um, I think Alex, because he'd worked in, in music at Viacom and, and kind of had come come to this from an entertainment uh, background, really saw, you know, he always saw Giphy as a, the entertainment piece was always key for him. He really saw the value of, you know, taking entertainment, you know, TV shows and movies and splicing them up and that that would just be it's almost almost to create its own entertainment platform and something we haven't talked about yet. But he also sees Giphy as you know, Giphy.com as, as an entertainment destination where you could kind of go and just, you know, spend 10 minutes, spend 20 minutes just scrolling through these very entertaining gifts, which mm. I have done. And, and it, it absolutely is entertaining. Um, so anyway, so yeah, they quickly, you know, early on came out to Hollywood and started just meet and greet and explaining to the studios and the networks what Giphy was and offered, you know, to help, you know, take the shows, splice them up, help them set up Giphy pages, you know, in this kind of quid pro quo agreement, and then, you know, sort of get all of this content out to places like Facebook and Twitter, um, iMessage. I mean, they're on everything. They're on Zendesk, which is kind of funny. They're on Tinder. It's a very, very popular amongst the uh, Mm -hmm. Tinder users. Um, But yeah, so the sort of the content distribution piece was, was their first, that was kind of like step one, I guess. Well, how how do the rights work in the, in the sense that it, it sounds like from your piece that they have nailed down a lot of people, but like what if someone posts, you know, I don't know, a, a, a Judge Judy eye roll and Judge Judy is not on board 
Like, do they have to take it down? Like, how how have they figured out just sort of the mix of of the rights if they don't have everyone in the universe signed up? Yeah, well, the rights holders can, can has have final say in what goes up, so they can take they can ask to take things down. So there's that. Um, I mean, I guess that's the protection that that Giffy offers them. So they have final approval. So even Giffy could go to HBO and say, as far as I understand this, you know, we're going to you know, show them 10 gifts they want to put up. And HBO might say, ah, we like eight. We don't like those two. And they actually do oh, have the final set. That's so, interesting. That's an angle yeah. I hadn't thought of. It's sort of like giving them a layer of protection or control over this sort of social media. Yeah, well, it's yeah. a very... Yeah, and it's kind of go. It plays into the quid pro quo situation because there's no money being exchanged at this point. So I think that's the, you know, that 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 makes the content folks feel comfortable and and okay with it. Well, so um, how are they making money? Uh, I think it's Alex in the piece is quoted as saying, "We know we can be profitable in a month if we wanted to." So if they are generating revenue, is it right now mostly? You go to HBO, you say, hey, let's work together. We'll put up a Game of Thrones page on, on Giphy, and, and here we'll have all these great uh, Game of Thrones gifts. Is that sort of like HBO would pay them to do that? Yeah, there's no – HBO is not paying them now. I mean, and, and the, the big – you know, when he talks about, you know, we could make money in, in six seconds, I think they are now working on an ad, trying to figure out an advertising model um that the reason it, that it could be so huge is it's just that the the online advertising market is in such despair right now and you know everyone hates banner ads everyone's trying to figure out you know how to make online advertising palatable and giffy is sitting on all of this content that they can get into text messages they can and that that brands can you know i talked to the lego guy and you know giffy could potentially tell them what context people are using lego gifts in and if they're feeling happy or sad and 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 on top of which no one has really figured out how to get advertising into messaging which is just the most intimate and immediate space and giphy feels like they are sort of ground zero for this because they have all this contact their content they're in all of they're on all of these platforms that if they can kind of figure out a uh, you know an ad an ad model that that it makes brands happy they could and and that make the consumers are fine with you know that they have this kind of easy access you know into this new platform and and the second part of that is that you know six second ads are kind of what everyone's talking about and they're like hey we already do this you know we basically do three seconds some of the gifts are already six seconds long so we're sitting you know we're we're kind of the turnkey way into six second online advertising you know, that's that's part of this that I found so fascinating. This is almost like the ninth degree level of of advertising targeting, because um, uh, one of one of the two founders says something along the lines of we can help the brands sort of understand if their brand is synonymous with like happiness or maybe subversiveness. Like, you know, uh, your, your gifts are being posted as sort of like, see, I got one up on you or something. So like it's almost like advertising against mood. Or mm-hmm. like, it, yeah, it's not just advertising against intent of the conversation, but it's like, hey, Coke, your brand is being used as sort of like, uh, 
uh, it's Friday, relax, uh, have a Coke or so, you know, and so that level of understanding about the psychology of how their brands are being used is like, that's, right, exactly. that's unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. And that's what they want to trade on. And and I think that, that, you know, you could foresee, you know, a future where, you know, Coke says, you know, when someone texts the word happy, or if Budweiser says, if someone texts the word Friday night drinks, we want to be the first gift that they see. I mean, that's very, that's very easy for them to do at this point. And other companies are already starting to do that. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting. And then, you know, for smaller players, if, if you know Budweiser's doing that, then and you're a, you're a rival, um, you know, alcoholic beverage company, you don't want to be edged out. So then you're going to pay. So I, you know, I, I think they they know what they're sitting on here, um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Are there um, what are their competitive threats? Are, is there anybody else doing this, or do do they have the sort of the the battlefield to themselves at this point? Um, at this point, they, they're sort of the, well, I, I think they're the most familiar. I think they've done a great job in branding themselves. I think their name, just the fact that they're called Giffy has helped a lot in making them kind of the synonymous, you know, the sort of number one brand you think of. There's a, there's an agent, uh, from ICM who I talked to who says, you know, when I think Giff, Giffy, um, but there, there's another company that's quite big called Tenor. Um, they're a little bit different. They don't think of themselves as entertainment. They're not trying to become a you know a destination where you go to kind of watch gifts. Um, they're much more uh, pursuing the advertising angle, and they're already doing what I was just talking about in terms of working with brands and saying, you know, and and, and sort of starting to exchange money for surfacing ads or sorry, surfacing gifts, you know, along with emotions or searches, you know. So they're they're aggressively doing this as well, but. They sort of, um, I did talk to someone from Tenor for the article, and, and I remember him saying, you know, Giffy thinks of themselves as like the YouTube gifts, and, you know, that's just not what, what we think of ourselves as. So I think the entertainment piece is what really distinguishes Giffy at this point. Well, but in terms of competitive threats, it's also, I, I, see, what, I see the angle of, it's, it's sort of like they're infiltrating all of these distribution channels by being the medium of of advertising through you know they don't have to pay to be on iChat or to be on Facebook because the users are doing it the users are sharing it but mm -hmm. wouldn't their biggest problem be you know if like we said Facebook initially didn't even support gifts uh Facebook you know in in the latest iOS there you know there's huge um, ability to to add uh, gifts to to messages and things like that. Facebook does the same thing. But what's to stop Facebook from wow. saying, you know what, uh, we're ju just use our GIF engine, you know, <laughs> or or it, it, yeah. blocking Giphy straight up? Like, isn't that their biggest threat? You would think. It yeah, it, it is in a way. Although we actually we I talked to them about that because it is yeah exactly. Facebook could absolutely. I mean, Facebook's. Uh, been known, shall we say, to look at other companies and say, "Hey, we can do that," and and you know, and and we're bigger and faster, and we can turn this thing on overnight. Um, I think well, well Giphy's response to that is they're so big, they're so that even if Facebook did that, for example, they are on so many platforms at this point. They're on Twitter, as I said, they're on Tinder, they're on your your iPhone. They're so broad and and um, just kind of ubiquitous at this point that. 
even a platform like Facebook turning them off would have, you know, would not destroy them. But I also think, and I did talk to other people about this, and it just, it feels like, why would Facebook do that? I mean, Giphy is, um, they've built up this brand, they've built up, you know, their user kind of familiarity and comfort. They have this database that's incredible. I mean, they've done so much legwork at this point. They have, everyone is on, you know, every show, Broad City, they're live gifting the Emmys. They're live gifting, you know, the Game of Thrones premiere. They are just they're so far ahead. It would take a while, I think, for Facebook to catch up in that way. And, and um, so, so I don't think it's, it's necessarily a threat, but it's absolutely, yes, technically it is, but I, I, I don't foresee that happening. Well, it, I told you about this right before we started recording, but uh, poking the platforms is never, <laughs> oftentimes not in your best interest because you end the piece with, um, I think it's uh, Alex Chung bragging about how if you Google happy birthday, uh, they, they're on right. the first page or number one. <laughs> it just came out this morning that um, Google apparently noticed that because the very next day they've been <laughs> demoted to the second page. So, <laughs> Yes, yes. Putting Giphy in its place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, mean, don't, it's a, I don't know what they're, how they, yeah. It's a slightly different issue, yeah. I suppose. But uh, yeah, when, when, when your whole business model is on top of other people's platforms, uh, you're never really in control, I guess. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. That's that's absolutely valid. That's absolutely valid. And um, yeah, I think uh, yeah, I'm sure Google Google wants Giphy to know its place for sure. Um, but, I mean, because yeah, especially amazing. you know, Google. Uh, there's another example. Google could uh, get serious about being a GIF search engine and and try to compete yeah. with them heavily. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Nicole. Uh, and- Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, the piece is fantastic. Thanks for coming on to talk about thank it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And especially because, yeah. you know, it seems like it's this up and coming company that could that could really be uh, a big deal soon if it's not already. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I learned a lot, too. Um, and you've, I've, uh, I've definitely improved my gift game. So, uh, yeah, I need to I need to <laughs> do that to work on. I, last night. I asked yeah. I asked on Facebook, uh, how do I put gifts on Facebook? And everyone, uh, of course, uh, shamed me and humiliated me. Um, the, the piece <laughs> is um, in Fast Company. It's called In Six Seconds, Giphy Could Make Billions. Uh, Nicole Laporte, thanks for coming on the show and uh, talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Talk to you later. If this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, please subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice. There's plenty more great internet history where that came from. And if you're a longtime listener, then you know what to do to help us out. Rate and review us on iTunes. Because iTunes gives credit to reviews and ratings, and the more great reviews we get, the more people will discover us. As always, there's more info on our website, www.internethistorypodcast.com. The show's Twitter handle is at NetHistoryPod, and my personal Twitter is at BrianMCC. Thanks for listening.